Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, it appears that our extraterrestrial visitors are extremely interested in Nagasaki and Hiroshima, which, uh, as everyone knows, are the two Japanese cities that the United States dropped atomic bombs on back in 1945. Uh, now, there was some new information uh, that was supplied by Arrow, by the new Arrow website, uh, which is the government-run website that we've all been uh, talking about recently. And uh, they pointed out they show, they have a, a map on there showing UFO hotspots and and what in the the, the top uh, one of the top three spots happens to be this area in Japan uh, that encompasses Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And here's a little piece of an article from uh, tel the Telegraph. It says here the Pentagon has identified Western and Southern Japan as a major hotspot for UFO sightings using 27 years of data that has been made public for the first time. This region is among the top three global UFO sighting zones, the other two being a section of the Middle East encompassing Iraq and Syria and the southeastern part of the United States, specifically over South Carolina. The visual representation highlights a significant UFO sighting zone near Nagasaki and Hiroshima, cities where the United States deployed atomic bombs in August of 1945. So I find that very interesting, as we all should. Uh, now, if you look at this, there's a map they have on the Arrow website, and you can see the uh, clearly where, the, where, where, where these places that they're talking about. Um, and it's... And, and, you have to wonder okay there's a, over the last 27 years apparently ufos are seen of, of all places in the world nagasaki and hiroshima they're still they're still very interested in that spot and uh and really when you think about it they it seems like these visitors have been interested in uh our atomic cap our nuclear capabilities uh, ever since 1947 when we first started noticing that they were here uh, uh since ufos became a thing so it's very interesting. Of course, uh, the other spots, like I don't know, okay, the, the, the spot there in, in the Middle East, uh, as well as the spot in uh, over South Carolina. It looks like there's another hot spot there on the on the West Coast, off the, uh, in California area, and 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 also further inward there. Uh, so, but it's interesting. One of the biggest spots happens to be Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Why are they there? Why are they interested in that? Are they still? Uh, or what are they monitoring the uh, the health of the people that still live there? I mean, are they seeing if there were any mutations that happened to people over the that that live in that area? I mean, why would the extraterrestrials be there? Obviously, it seems to me uh, it's because of the, of what happened there in 1945. I could be wrong, but it's it's could that could be the reason. As we know, of course, uh, several UFO crashes happened out there in New Mexico where we. Uh, test were testing atomic bombs. Of course, there was the 1945 alleged Trinity crash. Of course, the 1947 Ro uh, Roswell crash, and of course, the alleged 1948 Aztec UFO crash, all in New Mexico. Uh, so it seems like these extraterrestrial beings are very interested in what's going on here and what we humans are doing uh, with regard to n nuclear weapons. Uh, but I, I, I and and we as we also as we also know uh, the, these beings have the ability to activate or deactivate nuclear missiles as as has happened in different cases in the United States and in Russia. Uh, of course, there was the 1967 Malmstrom incident in uh, Montana where a UFO shows up, hovers over over that base there, and uh, basically shut down uh, about a dozen nuclear missiles, and then. There's nothing anybody could do about it, and then they were they were able to, and then they reactivated them. So, 
uh, who knows uh, why they're interested in it, but it, why are they doing it? It could be because they're interested in this planet and they don't want anything to happen to it. They don't want any more, uh, they don't want to see a nuclear holocaust or a nuclear war. Maybe it's because these beings are basically refugees from another planet, another world that's dying out and they, they're coming here and they're looking at this planet and they're afraid that we're going to do something to it before they take over. It could be because of that. Maybe they're concerned for our welfare. It could be that. Maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe there's some beings here that want to live here. Maybe Maybe there's some beings here that just are checking us checking us out to see uh, make sure that the uh, we don't destroy ourselves we don't really know the answers it could be multiple answers to that question uh, but they are it's interestingly they are checking out Nagasaki and Hiroshima for reasons unknown it seems like a lot of UFO sightings according to Arrow are occurring in that region of the world and uh, well speaking of this I want to talk a little bit about uh, Roswell again of course I've talked about Roswell on here a lot but I want to focus specifically on the mogul balloon explanation provided by the Air Force of course as we all know uh, the most recent explanation for uh, the UFO crash in Roswell that was given out by the Air Force was back in 1994 they said that this was a top secret balloon uh, called part as part of a project called Project Mogul, uh, these balloons had these ra- this radio equipment on it, and it would it was trying to sense when uh, the Soviet Union detonated its first atomic bomb. That's what they were using these balloons for. Uh, but the problem with this whole thing is that for I, I sit back and I look at this information that what what the, what did these balloon what were what made the, what's the difference between just a regular old weather balloon and a mogul balloon and there really isn't much difference whatsoever except that there's a radio device on this mogul balloon there's you know there's nothing that there's nothing on it there's nothing on there that would be mystifying to anybody that would if if one of them landed right if one of these balloons ran out of helium and just came down to earth and you found it you would realize that this is just some mundane balloon that came down to earth you wouldn't find anything really intriguing about it but yet the mainstream view of this all these years, I mean, you go to Wikipedia, you, you listen to mainstream pundits when they talk about Roswell, they say, well, it was just a balloon. That's all it was. It was the Air Force proved it. Now, the Air Force never proved anything. That was just a, an explanation that they provided. And it's totally false. It's just totally false. Now, I want to talk about a book here called The Roswell Legacy. I bought this book some years ago now. Uh, this was written by the late Jesse Marcel Jr. Uh, of course, Jesse Marcel Jr., he's, he was the son of Jesse Marcel Sr., who uh, was the top intelligence official at Roswell Army Air Base uh, back in 1947. He was basically used as a scapegoat uh, by the Air Force back in 1947 to, uh, to make it look like he made a mistake. Uh, as, as we all know, there was this rancher in 1947 named Mac Brazel who... Uh, traveled into Roswell in the early July of 1947 with, with some materials that he found on his uh, on this ranch that he was uh, supervising called the Foster Ranch, which was about 75 miles northwest of Roswell. And he found this, uh, this material that he couldn't understand. He didn't know where it came from, so he brought it into town and trying to get answers. He went to the Sheriff's Department, and they didn't know what it was, and so the Sheriff's Department sent him to the Roswell Army Airfield. Uh, they, they told him to contact them. He contacts them, and the, the, uh, the Colonel Blanchard, uh, who was at this uh, Roswell Air Base, he, he didn't know what it was. He, he showed it to uh, Major Jesse Marcel, who looked at it. He didn't know what it was. They looked at this material, and so they decided to go out and, sh- and investigate. So they went out to this 
uh, to the to the location where Brazel found this material. The sheep that Brazel was was had on this ranch, they wouldn't go near it. They wouldn't cross the field where this where this stuff was. And this area where this where this material was was over a three mile uh, was was almost a three quarters of a mile long and uh, several hundred uh, feet wide. It was a very large area where the, all this material was. And if it would have been balloon material, if it would have been from this mogul balloon, Marcel and even Brazel, anybody, would have, the sheriff, anybody would have noticed, oh, this is just balloon material. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't. That's why they investigated it. That's why, I mean, the stuff that Brazel brought into town that day and, and showed the sheriff and then later on Jesse Marcel, they knew that it wasn't balloon material. They didn't know what it was. And when Brazel went out there, uh, along with uh, another official from uh, Roswell Army Air Base, they noticed that they, they, it was an incredible amount of material. Apparently, it looked like it had exploded over this one area of the ranch. Uh, of course, the rest of the story is, is that uh, apparently what some people believe is that uh, there was a lightning storm and something struck this craft and, and it blew up over the Foster Ranch and then skidded a, a couple of times before uh, the main piece w uh, came to rest with the alien bodies about 45 miles north of Roswell. So they go out there and they're looking at this and they don't understand, well, this is, I don't know, Marcel's looking at it, he's confused, uh, uh, he doesn't know what it is, uh, but he knows it's it's something he's never seen before and it's it's not, and if, if it would have been weather balloon uh, or or a mogul, whatever kind of balloon, he would have known it, right? A mogul balloon really wasn't that much different than uh than a weather regular weather balloon there was no components to it that were that would have been mystifying to someone uh like marcel i mean he was the top intelligence official at roswell but yet we're still going by this story all these decades later but anyway i wanted to go through some of the uh i want to talk about some of the things that were mentioned in this book um and here's what this is what marcel jr wrote in this book and this is this is from page 64 uh, he writes, uh, initially the government claimed that it had recovered a flying disc on a ranch outside of Roswell, but within 24 hours the story began to change. The new story was that a weather balloon had fallen to earth rather than a flying disc and that the public's excitement about the incident was therefore unjustified. According to the revised statements, it was just a case of mistaken identification resulting from the fact that the officers on the recovery team did not know what the components of a weather balloon looked like. I find it amusing that the same government who had paid for my father to attend an advanced radar school where he was required to gain intimate familiarity with radar targets of all types claimed that he could not recognize a radar target from a weather balloon or uh, from a weather or mogul balloon. Were it not for the fact that my father's reputation suffered as a result of these absurdly false statements, perhaps I would enjoy the irony. And uh, so really, he gets into what this... Uh, uh, what this what this balloon really was? What what makes up a uh, one of these balloons? And uh, he it says here he gets into it on page seventy nine. He says basically the project mogul device consisted of three components: one, an expendable microphone for sound wave detection; two, a transmitter used to send the information picked up by the microphones to the receiver on the ground or or in the air, and three, a balloon train and ballast to lift the devices. Ray wind tar radar targets were also used to track the, the uh, device. Now, the problem here is that these Raywind uh, target, uh, radar targets, basically it was just like, 
uh, pieces of uh, of card. All this thing was made out of cardboard with with the some of that uh, material that you see inside of a candy wrapper, like that has metal on one side and paper on the other. That's that's all it was. Cardboard. That's all this stuff was. I mean, if how could somebody like an intelligence officer like Jesse Mar- Marcel? mistake this for something else mistake it for what he says his whole life later on that is that it was something that could not have been made on this earth that was his his contention um but you know he he was forced to go along with eventually he was forced to go along with this uh cover-up uh basically he was brought he was actually ordered to fly to fort worth texas where uh, when the cover-up started like initially they put out that story that it was a, a disc then they cha- within a few hours they changed that story and then uh, Marcel was ordered to go. He, he was flown to Fort Worth, Texas, where he was met with uh, General Ro- his, uh, Roger Ramey, and Ramey ordered him to pose with the uh, with these remnants from this radar reflector, and it was junk. I mean, he, he you could tell even in the in the famous picture of him kneeling on the floor holding up this radar reflector that he knew he was being taken for a ride. It was all nonsense. It was total nonsense. And uh, so he went on for like over 30 years before he started talking about this publicly uh, when he talked to Stanton Friedman about it uh, finally back in, uh, in 1978. To think that the... the I mean, for some reason, the mainstream has just goes along with this. I mean, no one in the Washington Post, no one in the New York Times, all these years, never looked at that and thought twice about it. Like they, they, they look at the the Air Force's story, but yeah, yeah, and they they really don't have any witnesses to corroborate what they're saying. But yet, on the other side of the story, you have all these other people who said it was it was not a weather balloon. It was, it, I mean, it was something that was not of this earth, as according to Jesse Marcel Senior. And Jesse Marcel Jr., uh, for his whole life, he saw pieces of this stuff. His dad actually, before uh, the cover-up started, he actually, his dad actually brought some of these pieces to his house and woke up his, uh, woke up uh, Jesse Jr. and uh, his mom, and they they looked at, they saw the, the the objects too. They saw the material, and Jesse Marcel Jr., his whole life. Uh, who turned out that he grew up to be a, a doctor. He was in, Air, in the Air Force, and he was a doctor. And he, you know, he's saying here that it was not a balloon. It could not have been. The objects that he saw was not part of a balloon. Uh, it was unearthly. It was. He saw I-beams with, had, that had uh, hieroglyphic writing on it, a metal. You couldn't bend it. There was other material, like very thin material, like aluminum foil that was unbreakable, unbendable. It was very tough. Uh, and it was nothing like what you would find in uh, from a weather balloon, and that's basically all a mogul balloon is. It's just mostly just the, the except other than the radar, or excuse me, the uh, uh, the the radio device and the microphone. I mean, there's nothing to it. There would have been nothing mysterious about it whatsoever. But yet, we we go the the mainstream view on this is that that's all it was it was just a balloon, and we just go on with it. Which brings me now to my main point for today. Uh, maybe I'm the one who's stupid. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I, I know how I call everyone dummies, and you know, I, and maybe it's really me. Maybe there's a whole bunch of us, right, that aren't getting it. We just don't get it. Maybe what's been going on here, right? Because I, I, you look at this. This is obvious when you read this, right? You, it's obvious when you look at what a mogul balloon is and a weather balloon, and that there's no way that these people in the at the Ar- uh, Roswell Army Air Base in 1947 could have mistaken uh, 
these objects as as things from another planet, right? As as some some something that they never saw before. There's just no way when you look at all of this, right? So I start wondering, you know, recently, maybe it is me. Maybe I'm just not. I'm the one who's not getting it. Maybe what's really happening here is that the the government, uh, the people who are the control group, they they want us to go along with all of this nonsense. They don't. They they want us to all keep quiet. They would rather have no one at all acknowledge that they're that we're noticing these UFOs or or that uh, they don't want anyone to know about the a- alien presence. That there are people that get abducted and or cattle that are mutilated. They don't. They want us to stop talking about it because behind the scenes, right? They're extremely concerned. They don't want the aliens to know that we know that they're here up to something. So they're acting stupid. And they want us all to act stupid. Maybe, and that's the whole, my hope, maybe how I should have been handling this from the whole time is to sit back like a debunker and just act like, oh, that that was obviously a balloon back there, I mean, that they captured. I mean, Jesse Marcel Sr., he must, you know, what did he know? You know, maybe I'm supposed to go, maybe we're all supposed to go along with this stuff. And, and I'm just not getting it, like because they can't say it out loud, but they expect they're expecting us uh, to use our brains a little bit, like they're wishing and hoping. The people that are that do know about this behind the scenes that are trying to figure out what's going on here with these things, they want us to just shut up because they don't want the beings that are here, and for some in some cases potentially among us, right? Some of some of them, according to like people like David M. Jacobs. Uh, there could be hybrids living among us that look just like humans, but are actually extraterrestrials in disguise, basically. Uh, use and as the mask is basically our DNA that was stolen from us during alien abduction. So maybe what we're supposed to be doing here is just pretending, going along with the government Pentagon line, right? The secret control group line that there's nothing to this. There's no such thing as uh, beings from outer space. And, and I'm not getting it, but there are other people getting it, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, for instance. Isn't it? Well, what if Neil deGrasse Tyson actually does understand that they are here? He realizes in his brain, even though how we all know that Neil is a big time debunker and skeptic. What if in his in the back of his mind he learned he realized a long time ago if the government's keeping the, obviously the government's keeping this quiet because all of this evidence really shows that there is an extraterrestrial presence here. But I, I'm going to go along with the government because they know best, and they they're, what they're, they're they're signaling that they can't, they don't want the aliens to know that we know. All right, that's what might be going on here. Could be. Why not? Maybe that's what the whole issue is. Maybe I'm the dummy for not not realizing this until just now. Maybe I should have been going along with towing the, the whole Pentagon line and pretend that all of this evidence that we've seen over there, and Roswell's only part of it. I mean, of course, small, small little part. Maybe I'm not supposed to talk about that being that I saw when I was a kid or the UFO that I saw. Maybe I should be keeping that to myself because we don't want to let those aliens know that we know that they're here and they're up to stuff. Meanwhile, the secret control group, along with some defense contractors are trying to figure out exactly how these machines that they fly around in tick so at some point in the future uh should this change ever occur like david m jacobs talks about all the time uh in his books like walking among us and the threat uh the of course uh, be from all the different people that jacobs has uh hypnotized over over the decades uh he's come to the uh, determination that uh the aliens are planning some sort of big change in the future and the change in jacobs minds uh, uh potentially entails this these alien creatures uh, the grays 
reptilians and and uh, uh, praying mantis uh, insectoids are going to take over the planet with the insectoids in charge. So before it gets to that point, the feverishly behind the scenes in secret, our government officials are working on things to try to combat this change, try to figure out even what the change means, right? And they want us all to be quiet and go along, toe the party line, because otherwise we don't want to show the aliens our cards. So maybe all of us just need to shut up about this and pretend all of this, all of this evidence that's compiled, all of this obvious evidence that has compiled throughout the decades means it's not just pretend it doesn't exist it doesn't mean anything that's not real those things in those turkey ufo videos uh that was a camera anomaly those kids all those kids in aerial school in 1994 guess what they're all lying they all made it up they, they decided back in 199 september 1994 all those little kids got together and said you know what let's come up with a conspiracy we're gonna say all 60 plus of us, 64 kids sitting here right now. Let's get, we're all, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come up with this conspiracy right now. We're going to say that a, a flying saucer landed near the school here while the teachers are in there having their conference, right? We're going to say a flying saucer landed. We're going to say some alien beings came out and, and that uh, three of us will pretend that we received telepathic messages from one of these beings, right? And then we're going to all act scared, right? And then for the rest of our lives, Right. We're, what we're going to do is we're just going to tell the same story. None of us could ever lie. OK, so, well, let's make a pinky swear. Right. And we're going to go through life and never say never, never deviate from the story that we create right now as as, in, be, as eight, nine and ten year olds. We're going to go through whole life and maintain this conspiracy. Which they've been done, and if that's the that's if that so you believe that right? They still are maintaining that conspiracy. All these years later, all those kids have grown up, and they're all they 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 made that pinky swear back in 1994, and they're still abiding by it. All of them. So we're not supposed to believe any of this stuff. We're supposed to all pretend that none of this is real, that it's all made up, and that there's no evidence whatsoever of extraterrestrials. It's all mundane stuff. Atmospheric phenomena, balloons, uh, lightning, bugs in the camera. That's all it is. That's maybe that's what that maybe that explains the turkey UFO videos, right? That wasn't no alien sitting in a spaceship. That was just some insect uh, uh, superimposed over uh, over a ship in the backgrounds or something. Yeah, that was nothing, nothing to see there. And those implants that were taken out—that's a hoax. All those things that Roger Lear was taking out the. Uh, there were no real objects. He that was camera tricks, and he just played a hoax on us all. That's how we're supposed. That's how we're. I think we're supposed to handle this. We're all supposed to pretend that none of this stuff is real, right? That there's no way that there could be extraterrestrials coming here. I mean, even though there's billions of stars out there with who knows how many life-bearing planets potentially, we don't even know. Millions, trillions. I don't know. It's anybody's guess. I mean, just a few weeks ago, I, I was told that it was that the universe was 13.6 billion years old. Now I'm being told it's 26 billion. What does it matter? You know, billion here, billion there. Let's all just all let's just for, the bottom line is this: is that all of this stuff we need to start pretend we need to go along. Maybe we what we need to be doing here is we need to go along with the government here because we do not want these extraterrestrials to know that we know. That's what this is all about. So I've been maybe it's been like I said. A lot of people out there, we've been being, we, we're the stupid ones. We're the dummies for 
not realizing this. I am, obviously. I, I didn't realize it. It just, it just occurred to me finally after all this time. I finally realized. I understand now. Yes, none of this stuff is real. All these people, these alien abductees, all of them are making it up. Every single one of them, they're making it up. Wink, wink. We got to go along with the Pentagon. We have to pretend it's not real. They don't want us to know what's real. They want they don't want them to know that we know. So that's what we got to do here, right? Are you getting it? Do you understand it? Am I getting through to you? So that's what it could be. It's we who are the dumbbells. Not them. These debunkers actually, all these, guess what? Mick West and all these people, they understand. They, oh, they realized a long time ago. Mick West understands. There is an extraterrestrial presence here, but we can't, we cannot, whatever you do, don't admit to it and pretend at at all costs that it's not real. That's what you got to do. All of these people, all these debunkers, they, you know, they, they knew it before we did. They understood, they understood what was going, what's, what, what's at stake here. We cannot let these beings know that we know they're here because we have people working in the background, figuring things out trying to be prepared for something that's going to happen in the future. But we don't know that, so don't admit to it. Anyway. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Because after after reading all these things, I after doing all this research, after having my own experiences, all of this stuff tells me that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. It, it's clear it's absolutely clear right but but we're being told that there's nothing the officials we put in charge are telling us there's nothing they have no evidence at all so either they are lying or they are sending us a hint uh, that hint is we're supposed to just understand they can't say it out loud they just can't say it out loud because if they did, then the aliens would know that we know, that they know. So they got to keep it quiet. They got to keep it quiet for, for the humanity's own good. For humanity's own good. So I hope you understand now. I hope you're getting it. So from this point on, what you need to do is just pretend it's not real. Just toe the Pentagon line, knowing in the back of your mind that it is real. But you got to pretend that it's not because we don't want those creatures to know that we know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to go over some of the polls now that I've done recently. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go back to about four episodes here. And for the episode, now I know I probably covered some of these before, but uh, I'm going to recover them again here. Lobe, for the episode, Loeb's Meteor is Interstellar. I at, And this is on the Spotify polls. Uh, I asked this question. What is the biggest reason most mainstream news reporters do not take the UFO extraterrestrial phenomenon seriously? And so far, there's 62 votes. Um, one or 1.6% say stupidity. Four or six point five percent say laziness. Six or nine point seven percent say no common sense. Fifteen or twenty-four point two percent say critical thought deficit, and thirty-six or fifty-eight point one percent say all of the above. I agree with the majority, all of the above. Either that, or maybe 
It's what, what maybe what the mainstream media is doing is they realized a long time ago what I'm just realizing now that we're all supposed to be quiet about this and pretend that that evidence that is very clear right in front of our face isn't clear at all and there's no evidence whatsoever that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. Maybe they realized that a long time ago. Wink, wink. Anyway, for the episode of the names used in the ET Reality Podcast to describe the bunkers, mainstream pundits, and lying bureaucrats, which one is your favorite? Okay, I did go over this one before, and I guess we'll go through it again. Okay, Dumbbells is on the bottom of the heap here. That's only 5 or 7.1%. Idiots, so that's only 6 people or 8.6%. Uh... Dummies is only seven or ten point ten percent. Imbeciles eight or eleven point four percent. Also eight is knuckleheads or eleven point four percent. Morons ten or fourteen point three percent. And the top one so far, and which is you know is dumb dumbs twenty six people thirty seven point one percent, which is you know I usually call them dumb dumbs. There's a lot of names that got left left out of here too. Dopes because there's only I only have seven. There's only you only have room for seven choices here for the poll, so I left out a bunch of names like dopes, dimwits, bugwits, halfwits, a cavalcade of other ones. But again, after what we're talking about here, maybe this is the reverse. Maybe the 26, the, the, I, I would agree with dum-dums, but maybe I'm, maybe because of, I'm just starting to realize what's going on here. I mean, the evidence is, is overwhelming that there's an extraterrestrial presence here, right? But maybe I'm the dum-dum. Like I'm saying, maybe we're all the dummies because we just didn't realize what's going on here, that we could want to keep it quiet. Shut up. Don't you talk about it. Pretend it's not real because we don't want them to know that we know. Okay. Moving on. Uh, for the episode, big shakeup in Pentagon's UFO office slash Arrow website launches. I asked this question. Will Arrow eventually be responsible for ending the decades-long government UFO cover-up? 83 votes so far. Uh, only 15 people or 18.1% say yes, while 68 people or 81.9% say no. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with no. No on that one. I think the only way we're ever going to get disclosure uh, is not going to be from Arrow. Or, and I'm really starting to... It's, I mean, maybe... I don't know. Uh, again, may, it's probably going to be up to the extraterrestrials. We're going to have to wait for them to give us disclosure because I don't think we're supposed to say anything until... Because the government doesn't want us to say anything. They want us to keep... They want us to pretend that none of this evidence is, means anything. So they would just keep it quiet. Just shut up. Okay, anyway, for the episode Weird 1897 Cattle Mutilation Case slash Famous 1973 Pascagoula Alien Abductee Calvin Parker Dies, I asked this question. What do you think the strange creatures that dragged the late Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson into a weird craft in 1973 were? There's only 38 votes so far uh, with 25 days left, so you could still vote on it. Uh, mechanical robots, only five people voted for that, or 13.2%. Now, I wanted to say that you know, those two guys both stated uh, while they were alive that uh, they were like robots. These weird-looking beings that came out of that ship with these pincer-like hands seemed like robots. But only five people, or 13.2%, believed they were mechanical robots. Uh, the next in line was costumed men in black. Now, I threw that in there as a joke, but I still got six votes in there for 15.8% costumed men in black. Come on, come on. But hey, it was funny. So I guess if I put it there, I guess I was asking for it. 
Uh, and then 13 people, or 34.2%, say biological robots. Uh, that's what I would agree with, right? I, would, I think that those things that came out of that ship and dragged them in were biological robots. And then the number one is 14 or 36.8% said natural born ETs. So majority of people believe that these things, whatever they were, were natural born extraterrestrials. I'm not going to go with that one myself. Personally, I'm going to go with the biological robots. That's what I think they were. Uh, but actually what we should all be voting for, if you really think about what we just talked about, what we need to be voting for here is cost. We should have actually voted. I should have voted for, you know what? I should have voted for costumed men in black. Because there's no way that there's any extraterrestrials here. Just remember that. The government says there's nothing here. There's nothing to these books. That All those people in Roswell got it wrong, right? Forget about it. It's There's nothing to it. You should agree with that too. Don't worry about what all those kids in aerial schools said. That was a conspiracy, obviously, right? Wink, wink. Come on. Wake up. Don't you get it yet? Come on. Don't be a dummy. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Until next time.